0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Everybody who loves the science episodes where we geek out a little bit, buckle up, we are going there today. And we're going there as a result of the journey that I've been on to lose the baby weight, right? If you've been listening to this for a while, you know that in two years and five months, I had four pregnancies three pregnancies, four babies, um, and my body's been been through a lot. What's really interesting to me is that I have always believed, and it may be true, may not be true, I have always believed that weight loss for me is slower when I'm breastfeeding. And it's interesting because prior to having kids of my own, I had always heard, oh, well, if you breastfeed, the weight will fall right off. And I was shocked when that wasn't the case for me. And then I, you know, did some homework to discover that that's not the case for a lot of people. There are certainly people who breastfeeding, nursing, pumping helps them lose weight really quickly. And there are as many people where that's not the case. I, for the longest time, have explained that through hormones, right? My, my hormones are certainly different when I'm breastfeeding, pumping, nursing, doing all of those things. And when they normalize, I lose weight more easily when I stop breastfeeding. I think, I suspect, I am pretty sure that there is more to it than that. Here's how this came up for me. Last week, Amare launched a new product and I got a ton of questions about it. And I'm going to be very, very honest, even though I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, I really do not like the way they are marketing the product. And not only the company, but and even probably more than the company, other individuals. I do not like this stance of like, we have found the magic combination for fat loss. Okay, there isn't one. Spoiler. And even if there was, I just think that it's like cheesy 1990s kind of talk. But I always try to do my own homework before I just dismiss something because I, I don't like the first impression. Not only that, I know the team that formulates these products and I trust them, so I decided to kind of go down the rabbit hole of what's in this product and why do they believe that it's so effective for fat loss. And it took me down a very unexpected path that has expanded the way I'm thinking about why it's harder for me to lose weight after I have a baby. So one interesting thing that has happened for me After my pregnancy with Dagny, after my pregnancy with Roman, and I haven't had it checked after my pregnancy with the twins yet, but I mean, I can, I can reasonably deduce that it's the case again. I tend to have some thyroid dysregulation after having a baby and I, like the weight loss thing, kind of chalked that up to hormones and it, hormones are definitely a part But I now suspect that it's more than that, not only for me, but for a lot of other people that's making weight loss harder. And if we understand it better and approach it more holistically, I think we'll all have much better results with weight loss, I believe that systemic inflammation is a big part of this and systemic inflammation that impairs the integrity of the gut lining. This is something that you might have heard of before as far as like leaky gut. And every time I heard of leaky gut, I thought of it as more of a gut issue and dismissed it because I don't have typical gut problems. Like I'm not somebody who has struggled with constipation or diarrhea or even bloating. Although I would say bloating, if you're heavier, it's, it's not as easy to tell as when you're leaner. Like I've been much more aware of bloating. When I've been leaner than when I've been heavier, um, especially when you're in postpartum period, like, is this swelling? Is this bloating? I don't really know. So we'll kind of dismiss that one. I've always paid attention to inflammation from the standpoint of stress and illness and injury, but I haven't really gone down the rabbit hole of leaky gut uh, and for no good reason. I mean, honestly, probably for crappy reasons because I didn't think of myself as somebody with gut issues, but I want to be very, very clear. It's almost like a misleading name. It's when we talk about leaky gut, what we're talking about, and I'm going to get back to how I came to this conclusion, but when we talk about leaky gut, what we're talking about is essentially the protective barrier of the gut being compromised. That yes, is a gut issue, but it's way more than a gut issue. It is an energy issue. It is a mental clarity issue, therefore a brain fog issue. It is a weight loss resistance issue. It becomes a hormonal issue. It becomes an issue of the progression and development of chronic illness because when these what should be tight junctions in the gut, the gut is one of our first layers of immune response, our skin being kind of the, the first line of defense. But the lining of the gut, its role is to keep things out that shouldn't get in. And whether that's food particles, or it's toxins, or it's both, or it's, you know, normal digestive components, when we have this disrupted integrity in the gut, this increased permeability of the intestines, there's nothing it does not impact, okay? So if you are like me and kind of haven't really thought much about it because you don't think of yourself as having gut issues, understand that leaky gut is at the base of depression and anxiety, of headaches, of brain fog, of fatigue, of skin issues, whether that's eczema or hives or rashes or dry skin or acne. It's at the base of all gut issues. From That doesn't mean that all gut issues are a result of leaky gut, but that leaky gut can cause any and all range of, of, of uh, digestive issues from bloating to constipation to di- diarrhea to heartburn to IBS to Crohn's to all of those kinds of things. So here's my suspicion about myself and why I think that it's not just hormones that make weight loss harder and why it's not just hormones that are uh, leading to these thyroid storms postpartum. A, I had C-sections, okay? Okay. The thing about leaky gut is that it not only causes inflammation, but it can be caused by inflammation. You better freaking believe that the stress of pregnancy itself increases inflammation. You have systemic inflammation after a C-section. Massive antibiotic use can cause inflammation and can create leaky gut in and of itself, right? Right? Not only did I have three C-sections in less than two and a half years, I also had tremendous antibiotic use, especially before the twins were born. I was on IV antibiotics for a week before they were born and several days after they were born, like three days after they were born, and antibiotics for my other pregnancies um, because that's just a normal course when you have a C-section to prevent infection. Inflammation can come from lack of sleep. Hello, if you have babies, you have a lack of sleep in 99.9% of situations. Also from stress, emotional stress, but also physical stress, illness, injury, all of those kinds of things. All of that has been a reality of every month for the last two and a half years for me, almost three years for me. So I'm thinking... When I read more about this, that all of the stress and all of these changes have increased the permeability within my gut and therefore caused hormonal disruptions that I'm blaming for these things like difficulty losing weight, like thyroid storms, all of that. When I started getting all these messages about this product that is coming out because obviously I have a close relationship with Amari. I'm a very, very proud affiliate of theirs. I was kind of like, honestly, guys, this feels like very 1998 marketing, but I started doing my homework and I was like, okay, the mechanism that seems to be at play here, at least one of two primary mechanisms is around restoring gut integrity or or helping the gut heal itself, which is more about overall health and preventing chronic disease and restoring hormone balance. And hormone balance isn't just about things like fertility, hormone balance means having Uh, hunger and cravings in check, having satiety signals in check, having allow fat burning signals and prevent fat storing signals, having all of those things in check as a means of helping people lose weight who are more resistant to weight loss. Now, I want to talk a lot about leaky gut on this episode, but I have to address this. I talked about it in my Primal Potential Facebook group, but um, I know not all of you were in there, not all of you saw the post. So it kind of begs the question, like, if, why would they not lead with that? Why Why is, and I don't want to make this episode about that, but since we're talking about it, we'll go there. And who knows, maybe since this episode has come out, they've added some of the claims for the gut integrity and things like that that we're talking about, but why Are they positioning this product as an all-natural thermogenic fat burner versus really having the story be about leaky gut? I have background in the supplement industry. Before starting Primal Potential, I worked in the supplement industry. I worked on the product side of things, meaning I worked very closely with our science team to develop formulations. I worked with our legal team on making claims I put together marketing materials and field education. And the thing about the supplement industry, though I think everybody would agree it's not super heavily regulated, the marketing, the claims that you make are. And one of the sort of guidelines that you have to operate in or companies with integrity have to operate within, and and thankfully, uh, Amari is one of those companies that operates with integrity, you cannot make a claim That a product diagnoses, treats, cures, or prevents any disease. Okay. Where you are in what legal teams consider safe harbor with a claim is supporting a natural state of health. The reason it gets tricky is because people will say, well, leaky gut is not a disease, right? I mean, it's not an optimal state of health, but it's not a disease. So can't we say it helps, you know, with leaky gut? And legally, the answer is no. Companies do do it. They do cross that line. They do have they do make claims that are out of bounds technically speaking from a legal perspective. Amari doesn't, and I'm glad that they don't. But it also can be frustrating and especially frustrating for people who maybe don't understand the legal limitations of products and When consumers have seen companies go beyond the legal bounds of a product, it's also why I always do my homework, and we'll kind of talk about that. But let's use headaches, for example. You could not legally make a claim that a product reduces headaches, even though headaches are not a disease. You could say things like, help support optimal blood flow. You could say, help support healthy inflammatory responses. But as I'm sure you can tell from to a marketing department they're like that's that's not that's not how people talk. Like people most consumers can't put two and two together to say, "Oh well, we're talking blood flow, we're talking inflammation. I bet that's going to help with blood pressure. I bet that's going to help with headaches. So when it comes to something like leaky gut, technically it is not a disease, but it is also not an optimal state of health, and so you are in tricky waters when it comes to making legal claims. And Amari will always be very conservative and we should appreciate that. We should appreciate that they're not the kind of company that's like stretching and pushing legal boundaries to make claims on products. We, we should appreciate that they're being very conservative. So what they could say, and I've, I've reached out to them and I, and I hope that this is added if it hasn't been already, but what they could say is help support Optimal gut integrity helps support normal or optimal gut permeability, and, and that's really what we're saying. That is all what led me to do my own homework because I understand the technical legal limitations, and I always want to do for myself, but also to do for my listeners to kind of go into the ingredients and take a, a closer look. what the product does that maybe we can't expressly say on the label. As I'm doing that, and I'm looking at these ingredients, I'm like, I bet you anything, I am 99.999% sure that all of the stress, inflammation, injury, illness, all of that kind of stuff that my body has gone through, no freaking doubt about it has impaired the the gut barrier and therefore any sort of hormonal issues aren't just hormonal issues because they're hormonal issues. They're downstream of something else. And for anybody who has some sort of weight loss resistance, you can sort of safely bet that is downstream of something like increased gut permeability, where things are getting through that shouldn't be getting through. This is more than just a weight issue, more than just a hormonal issue, because what happens is when things are getting through that gut lining that are not supposed to get through, not only does that trigger inflammation. And we know that inflammation is the starting point for just about every disease state that we worry about, which means you are now at higher risk for all sorts of real significant chronic health issues. But here's the other thing. When things get through the gut barrier that shouldn't get through, your immune system kicks on. That is what things like Hashimoto's, and other autoimmune conditions are. Your body is mounting an immune response against something that it probably doesn't necessarily need to mount an immune response against because your immune response in your body goes on overdrive. That is very, very often a result of impaired gut health. Integrity, increased gut permeability. It's just another way of saying that. Your immune system is constantly on high alert as things are getting through that shouldn't be getting through. I have no doubt in my mind that is why we are seeing such an increase in autoimmune health conditions because. Processed food, toxic exposure, stress, illness, injury, antibiotic use are all linked to damaging the the integrity of the gut lining. Your immune system is on overdrive. And what that means is you might have an immune response to something you shouldn't have an immune response to, and then you might not have an immune response to something you should have an immune response to. And that's where we see the development and progression of chronic disease. But it's also, and I did an episode about this not long ago... Your immune system can't fight everything, and so maybe you stay sicker longer or you get sick more often and you have like lazy soldiers in your immune system because they're overtaxed, they're overburdened, and your body is just not able to protect you. That is not only increasing your risk of autoimmune conditions and driving autoimmune conditions and preventing them from resolving, but also putting you at risk long-term for serious chronic disease. Your gut is a massive part of your immune system. And I would hate for anybody else to miss what is an absolutely resolvable issue because they're thinking, I don't have gut problems. If you have an autoimmune issue, you have a gut issue. If you have a weight loss resistance issue, you have a gut issue. If you have a binge eating, overeating, or obesity problem, you've got a gut issue. It impacts absolutely absolutely everything. You can think about it as like damage to the inside of the gut, but it's damage to the inside of the gut that is just opening the floodgates and allowing access to your brain, to all other parts of your body that shouldn't be there. Now, what's really, really interesting is there's there's leaky gut, right? But there's also, you can have a, you can not just have increased permeability in that gut, barrier, you can have increased permeability in the brain barrier. All right. So C-reactive protein, we've talked about it a lot on this show. C-reactive protein is a marker of inflammation. All right. It's an inflammatory protein, cytokine protein. C-reactive protein is elevated in obesity. Obesity is a pro-inflammatory condition. It not only can be caused by excessive inflammation, it also causes excessive inflammation. When C-reactive protein is elevated, we see increased permeability of the blood-brain barrier. That's why Alzheimer's and cognitive degeneration uh, types of conditions are often called type 3 diabetes. Overeating, being overweight is an inflammatory state in the body. And when we have this higher level of inflammation, we see permeability in the blood-brain barrier. Neuroinflammation, inflammation in the brain. This is also seen in anxiety and depression. Inflammation in the brain. They're all... Related. And at the root are two things gut permeability and inflammation, which then leads to brain permeability, hormonal issues, hunger, satiety, uh, craving issues, depression, anxiety, headaches, brain fog, bloating, autoimmune issues all of it. It's all related. So where do we start? We start by taking exceptional care of our gut. We cannot leave it to chance. If somebody messages me and is like, well, but I eat a variety of fruits and vegetables, so I don't need a probiotic, right? Wrong. You don't just hope that the thing that you ate is giving you the strains and the quantity of bacteria of those strains to protect yourself. No, because this is at the core of of overall health. Now, the other thing that people really misunderstand, it's not just probiotic supplementation, okay? We're going to get to other things because it is stress. It is diet. It is, you know, sleep and all of these things. But what people really still misunderstand about probiotics, and I try so hard to clear this up, just like when we talk about vitamins, we are talking about a class of different things that operate in different ways, okay? So if you tell me, well, I already take a vitamin, that means zero until we know, well, what vitamin are you taking? And is there a subgroup of that vitamin? Because if you say, well, I take B vitamin, Well, which B vitamin? Because B1 is not the same thing as B6, is not the same thing as B12. They have totally different roles and you have totally different needs for each of them. So when somebody says, well, I'm already taking a probiotic, that's like saying I'm already taking a vitamin. Well, we're talking about vitamin D and you're taking a B complex, right? We're talking about vitamin K and you're taking vitamin D. Different things, they do different things when i share you know what i take in terms of probiotics there are a bunch and the reason there are a bunch is because thank god i've come to understand that gut health is not about gut health <laughs> gut health is about my entire body and my ability to reduce the risk of chronic disease my ability to eliminate or prevent autoimmune conditions. It is about my ability to regulate my hormones and lose weight and be fertile and all of these kinds of things. And so just like vitamin A is not the same thing as vitamin E, a strain for immunity is not the same thing as a strain for mental health, anxiety, or depression. That doesn't mean that you need to take four probiotic products. But maybe you should think about it, right? And maybe there are some other things that you've been taking that are a lower priority that maybe you wouldn't need at all if you really focused on the integrity of your gut. And now I said, it's not just probiotic products. In fact, what led me to this whole deep dive of of leaky gut is a product that's not even a probiotic, right? But let's just so people really understand that I'm not talking only about probiotic supplementation and that's just one piece of it. We are also talking about not overeating. Overeating burdens the gut, makes it work harder, breaks down the integrity of the gut lining, causes inflammation, which further breaks down the integrity of the gut lining. You can indulge without overindulging, right? Managing your eating behavior is a big part of this. Another component is the quality, not just the quantity of food, but the quality of the food. Sugar, processed foods, toxins in foods, those are pro-inflammatory, and we know that inflammation breaks down the lining of the gut Inflammation then spreads throughout the body, drives more inflammation, that impacts every single part of your health. Everything. There is nothing that is not impacted by the systemic inflammation. So when we talk about sort of an ancestral or a primal way of eating, we're talking about meat, some veggies, a little fruit, the rest of it, adios all right? You do not have to be perfect, but moving in that direction is going to be a very positive thing for you. Certain foods are more inflammatory than others and therefore are going to aggravate the integrity of your gut more than other things. Uh, Nuts, seeds, beans are going to be at the top of the list of being aggravators, but of course we all also have unique sensitivities, you can get tested for these, or you might know, especially if you pay attention and you journal, kind of what aggravates you, what doesn't. Um, eliminate, reduce to whatever extent you can toxic exposure. This is processed foods, this is sugar. Um, this is foods that are not organic, right? Now, we've talked about this in many episodes before. If you feel like, well, I can't afford organic, then what I would do if you're looking at like chicken and you can't afford organic chicken, then use kitchen scissors and trim the fat off the chicken. Or if you are having ground beef and you can't afford organic ground beef, then drain the fat because a lot of times the toxins are stored in the fat. If you're eating cleaner options, eat the fat. It's also where a lot of other important, important positive nutrients are found. So don't ditch the fat overall. But if you're not making a choice for organic, then that's uh, one way to help reduce your toxic exposure. The other thing to consider, though, is if I'm not buying all these other things, do I now have more room in my budget for uh, cleaner, more toxin-free options? So if you're not buying the crackers. If you're not buying the ice cream, if you're not eating out as much, you likely have more room in your food budget for higher quality purchases. Um, but one of the things that is extremely inflammatory is sugar. In all forms, it is inflammatory. the The other one that I would be remiss to not mention, and my email inbox would blow up if I didn't, the new product that Amare launched is called Burn. I do not like the name. I do not like the way it's being positioned. It's being positioned as something that helps you burn fat. Um, I do believe that it has that mechanism. I just think that it's kind of lazy marketing and lazy positioning. Again, I understand why they do it. I just don't like it. I'm not ever going to be out here being like, hey, take this all-natural fat burner because I don't like that. But there is a particular ingredient. It's... um, It's an extraction from the cell wall of carrots that is showing this ability to help with gut integrity and gut permeability. So that is an option and I'll link it up in the show description if you want to check it out along with my coupon code. But I want you to know, all right, Whether we're talking about something gut-related like bloating or constipation or heartburn or we're talking about skin conditions or we're talking about depression and anxiety, if we're talking about autoimmune issues, if we're talking about fertility issues, every single one of those is impacted when our gut lining starts to break down. And though we could never have this kind of research because you know, every human in the world is not going to participate, I would dare say that if we could compare gut permeability, gut integrity now to, say, 75 years ago, it would be dramatically worse now because of the standard American diet, because of processed foods, because of toxins in foods, because people just, on the whole, are not caring for their bodies optimally. And I believe that that's why we see these huge increases in things like anxiety and depression and things like autoimmune conditions, in chronic diseases, in infertility. There is no doubt in my mind that gut integrity is a really big part of this. You might hear this referred to as endotoxemia. Endotoxemia essentially refers to the fact that more toxins get into your bloodstream because of impaired gut integrity. And we see this metabolic endotoxemia in overweight and obese individuals. One of the big uh, outcomes from this, from impaired gut integrity, is that when the lining of the gut is not as strong and protective as it should be, we don't have the ability to absorb nutrients the way that we need to. So we have situations where people are overfed, but they're undernourished. A lot of times people say, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm not getting the results that I think I should get. That very well could be related to this Endotoxemia, this breakdown of the gut lining, which means that you are impaired in your ability to absorb the things that you're taking. That could be food, but it also could be supplements. There's no doubt in my mind that there are a lot of people out there spending a lot of money on supplements, and they're not able to get the benefit of those supplements because of their impaired gut lining. Healing the gut should be a priority for everybody, whether you consider yourself super super healthy and lean and all these things, or especially if you don't. But it should be a priority for everybody. What we know for sure is that obese individuals are more likely to have gut issues even if they never experience things that we traditionally think of in terms of bloating or gas or constipation or diarrhea, it stems from bacterial imbalances. Those bacterial imbalances are another factor driving increased permeability in the small intestine. One of the things that happens that's sort of the, the trigger for all of this once that once that stress happens that breaks down the, the gut toxin, or I'm sorry, the gut barrier, we see something called LPS, which just refers to lipopolysaccharides. They get into the blood because they're no longer being kept out by the, by the gut barrier. And this is what triggers the, the systemic inflammation. LPS is higher in overweight individuals. So we know there is this link. This is very well documented, very well researched when you have dysbiosis or suboptimal bacterial populations in your in your gut you increase gut permeability and then you increase lipopolysaccharides in the blood that causes systemic inflammation again systemic inflammation drives weight loss resistance it drives Increased hunger, increased cravings, decreased satiety. It drives the development of chronic disease. It drives hormonal imbalances that impact everything under the sun. It drives anxiety and depression, trouble sleeping, trouble healing. You freaking name it. There's nothing that is not touched by this. This is why I talk about having many reasons. A lot of people just want to eat a certain way so that they lose weight. I want you to be healthy. I want you to want to be healthy. I want you to not just see that number on the scale go down if that's your goal. I want you protecting and preserving and maintaining your health for the rest of your life. I want I want everybody to understand we have a mental health crisis in the world. Anxiety and depression And all sorts of other mental health issues are at all-time highs. And a lot of folks don't understand the link between the gut and the brain. And it's not just about mental health. It's about physical health. It's about long-term health. It's about short-term health. It is about so many things. And guys, put it at the top of your priority list. I did a whole episode on having many reasons and how if the reason that you eat a certain way or move a certain way is to lose weight, then if you're not seeing results, you're going to be like, ah, what's the point? Or you might be able to tell yourself this story of, oh, this one thing won't hurt. It's no big deal. I'll start on Monday. But when you understand that what you eat or don't eat is basically charting the course for your health for the rest of your life, maybe you'll take it a little bit more seriously. We talked about a lot. But I love this. I love this stuff. I think it's really, really important. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope that you will share it. I want to recap some of the things that we can do to make a difference here. Probiotic supplements are a huge part of it, but they are only one part of it. Minimizing sugar or eliminating sugar and also processed foods, not overeating. working to get clean options when you can, meaning organic, grass-fed, minimal toxins compared to conventional alternatives. Sticking to, moving towards an ancestral way of eating, meat, some veggies, a little fruit, the rest of it minimized significantly. Taking high-quality supplements and taking them consistently. Do not just let these things continue to pile up in your pantry or in your cabinet and you never take them. A lot of them are very, very effective if you take them regularly and if you combine them with a really healthy way of eating. As best you can, emphasize sleep. If your television is the reason you're staying up late, cut your freaking cable get rid of your Netflix subscription because the trade-off for your health for the rest of your life is not worth it. Obviously, I have nothing against cable. I have nothing against Netflix. But if for you, that is the reason you're staying up and missing out on another hour or two of sleep, cut the cord. It's time. Stress management is a huge part of it. But on the other, on the you know, it kind of goes both ways, right? Reduce stress and it can help reduce the triggers that are breaking down your gut. But at the same time, as you reduce the triggers that are breaking down your gut, you're also going to have an improved capacity to manage stress because you're not gonna have all of this inflammation crossing a blood-brain barrier, all right? I'm gonna put some links to some of the supplements that uh, I'm using in this attempt to really lead with gut healing But please do not for one second overlook the fact that one of the primary drivers, if not top, top, top of the list, is going to be consistent quality nutrition over time. Make it a great day. Talk to you soon.